You're listening to a podcast from Victory. Our spiritual disciplines should be real and sincere, not hypocritical nor mechanical. Learn more about spiritual disciplines in week 9 of our series, Redefined. So to start with our, our topic for today, how many of you watched the fight this morning? Okay. Uh, between the Mayweather and Conor McGregor. They are saying one of the biggest fights in boxing history. Uh, unfortunately, Conor McGregor was knocked out in the 10th round and uh, Floyd Mayweather was able to establish uh, his title as the greatest boxer in history with 50 wins. Now, I'm showing this to you not because of the fight this morning, but month before, a month before this fight, there's this Kazakhstan fitness vlogger who posed as Conor McGregor and went around Las Vegas, New York, and LA. Okay? So, talagang totally, almost look alike. The height, uh, the tattoo, the, uh, the, the hair, lahat na ho, ginaya niya. No? Then he went around, then when people saw him, uh, together with his team, okay, gumagawa sila ng eksena, kunwari, nakita nila si Connor. Connor! Connor! So, and then the people would rush, and everywhere he went, he attracted this huge crowd, it caused huge traffic, and then he went around taking selfies and videos. Tapos, tuwang-tuwa yung mga tao, feeling nila, na-meet namin si Connor McGregor. And then they went home with their fake picture. Now, I'm saying that story because um, in the passage of Scripture we're going to read today, Jesus talked about religious actors, religious pretenders and imposters who do religious activities for a show. During uh, the time of Jesus, may mga katulad din ni Conor McGregor, no? going around and doing all these uh, spiritual religious activities, pretending to be somebody that they are really not. And so they are able to uh, project this image and make people believe that they are really more spiritual than they really are. So that's what we're going to look at today in Matthew chapter 6. If you have your Bible with you, we're going to read from verse 1 to verse 8, and then we're going to jump uh, to verse 16 to 18. It says, Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly, I say to you, they have, their, they have received their reward. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Verse 5, And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not hip up, Empty phrases as Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows 
what you need before you ask him. And then we're going to skip because verse 9, we're going to talk about that next week. The Lord's Prayer and we're going to go through the whole uh, prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. But in verse 16, talking about fasting. How many of you, you love fasting? Uh, but in verse 16, And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces, that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Can you join me in a word of prayer? Lord, we pray today, Lord, that your word will come to us with power, with the Holy Spirit, and with deep conviction. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that every time we hear your word, your word brings, Lord God, comes to us like water, like fire, like hammer that smash, Lord God, wrong thinking, and Lord God, and wrong mindsets. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do, Lord, as we listen to your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Now, um, uh, as we read this portion of Jesus' sermon, uh, when, when I was studying this, I, I, I said to myself, this is so relevant to us, especially today, because we're so used to telling everybody what is happening about us. Okay, uh, where that's so common for us. We tell people what we eat. We tell people where we are. We tell people who's with us. Uh, that's a part of our daily life. We we post it in Instagram and we post it in Facebook. Sometimes in the form of humble brag. How many of you have heard that phrase, humble brag? And I, I, I'll show you some examples. Meron ditong apate. This one we just. You know, cover the face so that you would not know that they are in the 5.30 p.m. service. Sabi niya, why does the Mercedes dealership always have fresh baked hot cookies? Don't they understand how mean that is? Okay, parang, okay, so you're saying you're always in the, you know, in the Mercedes dealership uh, office. So basically what is, what she, she wants people to know. Where she is. Next one. Ito. Hi, I'm 16 and I'm publishing three books and an album this year. Do you have any advice on how to handle it best? Nox. Very humble, no? You know, I want to learn from you guys. This is a hard life. Next one. Sabi niya, I'm featured in People's Most Beautiful. What can I say? They all make mistakes. But did the shoot with no makeup, and I have to say, scary. Sobrang humble, no? And last one, uh, sabi niya, setting up your own charity and event is no joke. Would have thought it to be easier. This is serious. Now, in, in verse 1, you know, before uh, this portion of Jesus' sermon, in verse 1, if you still remember in week 2, uh, in verse 1, we're told to be careful not to do our good works uh, to, for other people to see. In fact, uh, Jesus exhorted us to do things in secret. But in week 2, in Matthew chapter 5, verse 6, we're told to let our light shine before men. How many of you remember that? Uh, the Bible says we're the salt and light of this world. And because of that, we're to allow our light to shine so that other people will see our good works. And hopefully in the process, 
God will be glorified. Now, it seems like uh, it's two contradicting uh, commands from God. Which one do we follow? And the answer is both. Because sometimes, um, uh, sometimes we need to let other people know. We have to let our light shine just like what we did earlier when we showed you the video of our real life uh, uh, foundation. Sometimes we have to let people know so that they will be inspired. And so that they will, somehow that will create curiosity and point them to God. But sometimes we have to do things in secret and not let other people know. We need to do both. Now, in other words, in, in, of A.B. Bruce, I like how he uh, write it. He said, show when tempted to hide and hide when tempted to show. We need to practice both. But the difference is the motive. The difference is the motive. Now, uh, here Jesus mentioned, if you, uh, in the Bible, if a word is repeated twice or thrice, it means it's important. How many of you know that uh, everything written in the Bible is important? Now, if it's, if it's repeated twice or three times, it means it's very, very important. Now, it's interesting because in, in this uh, passage of Scripture, Jesus repeated the word secret six times, repeated the, wor- the word reward seven times, and then he repeated the word father seven times, making it obvious to us what he's trying to emphasize. So for the remaining time that we have, I want to talk about the word secret, the word reward, and the word father. First one is the word secret. Now, three times also, Jesus used the word hypocrites. And uh, during their time, uh, it, it originally meant actors who wear masks. It refers to people who are playing roles on stage like a theater or a stage play. So that's the original meaning of the word hypocrites. And and, and Jesus said, don't be like the hypocrites. Don't wear masks. Don't put up a show. And uh, don't just uh, do things just to project a persona that is very different from who you really are. Jesus said, do not be like them. Then he gave three specific examples. Okay? So sabi niya, kung if you're going to be a follower of Christ, be real. Don't be a fake follower of Christ. If you're going to worship God, worship God with all your heart. And then he cites uh, specific examples, but these are just examples. Of course, this principle can be applied in different areas of our lives. And he talked about first and foremost about giving. About giving. And he said, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you as the hypocrites do. Now, I tried to research and study, and uh, what I discovered was it's not really a practice during their time. Okay, so hindi sila yung, if they're going to the temple and they're go, going to give their money, nobody does that. Walang may hawak ng trumpetas. Yung, alam mo yung pag na yung offering bag, bago niya ilagay yung envelope. Sorry guys, just dropping my envelope. 
Okay, so Jesus is just trying to make an exaggeration. It's a figure of speech, but the point that Jesus was trying to make is that it's weird. It's weird when you're giving and you're finding a way to let people know about it. Sabinya, when you give, do not be like the hypocrites. If you're giving, it's because of the generosity out of the overflow of the generosity of God in your life. You know, as Christians, uh, amazingly, when Jesus taught this, when he taught about giving, fasting, and praying, he said, when you give, when you pray, when you fast, because these uh, spiritual disciplines are expected of Jesus' followers. It's not if, it's when. If you're a Christian, as a, as, as a byproduct of following Christ and experience, experiencing who God is, His goodness, His grace, His generosity, out of the overflow of God's goodness, we overflow with goodness as well. We become generous. And so, uh, Jesus said, if you give, do not be like the hypocrites. Then He moved to prayer. He said, when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites because they love to pray in public. Gusto nila yung, they, they want to maximize the, the, the traffic. So, kusan maraming tao dun sila, Father God. And you know, the point that Jesus was trying to make is not that it's wrong to pray in public. No, we pray in public. We have prayer meetings. Sometimes we do our victory groups in coffee shops and restaurants and we pray right there. So the point is not that it's wrong to pray in public, but if you're praying more in public than in private, then there's something wrong. Uh, we should pray more in private than in public. Praying should be a regular part of our life. Uh, it's, uh, it should be as normal as eating and talking and checking our phones. Diba pag may phone tayo, we, there's no particular place or time. We just check it. Anywhere, anytime. Konting gap lang, konting break lang. Kahit nagta-travel. Minsan kahit may meeting. Minsan kahit may kausap. Ah, okay, okay. Wow, wow. We, we, we are so attached. We're so connected. The, the, the Bible says, pray without ceasing. Pray non-stop. What that means is that don't just pray when you're in church. Pray when you're driving. Pray when you're waiting for your appointment. Pray when you're with your kids. Pray before you sleep. Pray before you eat. I mean, pray when you're afraid. Pray when you're excited. Different times, different place, different length. Pray. Pray because you want to connect to God. Pray because you want to because you want to intercede for others. It's okay to pray in public as long as we don't pray for the sake of publicity. So we pray. And then he talked about fasting. Uh, and I like the message translation of verse 16. I want to show this to you. He said, when you practice some appetite-denying discipline to better concentrate on God, don't make a production out of it. It might turn you into a small-time celebrity, but it won't make you a saint. I like that translation. He said, when you fast, it's because you want to be able to focus on God. 
But when you fast, make sure you're not uh, turning it into a production because people might admire you. People might praise you. You might be a rock star for a minute at the expense of what God is doing in your character and in your heart. It might turn you into a small-time celebrity, but it won't make you a saint. Now, uh, I think the import, the importance of doing things in secret, the point that Jesus was trying to make is in, in doing the spiritual disciplines, in practicing your righteousness, whatever that is, whether that's serving, whether that's singing, whether that's preaching, whether that's serving your family, whatever that is that you do as a follower of Christ, He said, make sure that you do it with the right motive. And if you're tempted, if you know every time you do good works, there's a temptation to be proud, to take the glory rather than to give God the glory, then do things in secret. And I think the importance of doing things in secret is that we are forced to focus on God and to trust in Him. And I think that's the power of doing things in secret. It forces us to focus on God. When nobody is aware of what we're doing, then we're forced to actually devote ourselves to Him. Lord, it doesn't matter if people recognize it. It doesn't matter if people thank me for what I've done because I'm not doing this for people. I'm doing this primarily for you. And it's you that I want to please. Doing things in secret. I'm forced to depend on God. Not giving other people a clue. Because when I give to somebody, I'm not expecting that person to return to me the favor. When I give to that person, it's because I want to be a blessing and I'm looking to God to be the one to reward me. I think that's the power of doing things in secret. It forces us to trust God and to depend on Him. Next one, he talked about reward. Reward. How many of you here you want to receive rewards? You know, it motivates us. Um, You know, one of the couples in our victory group during the couples retreat showed me a a, a real-time video of their kids at home. So we are in Santa Rosa, and then uh, they are showing me what's happening in their house here in New Manila. Sabi niya, ito yung kids namin, ito yung ginagawa. Man, before, during my time, before the internet uh, era, and before that, dati meron lang kami typewriter. Tatandaan niyo ba yun? Okay. Walang, walang computer, walang internet. Before, that was difficult to imagine. That's unheard of. For you to see what exactly other people are doing in real time, in another place. But now it's so common for us. It's part of our daily life. It's not impossible. It's, it's a reality for us. And you know the Bible says, the Bible, uh, the Bible says that your father who sees what you do in secret will reward you. How many of you are convinced that God sees what you do in secret? And that's the confidence we have. You know why we can do things in secret? 
You know why we don't have to flaunt our goodness? You know why we don't need to show off? You know why we don't need to, uh, to, to go to other people for acceptance and approval? You know why? Because we are confident our Father in heaven sees what we do in secret. And I'm not depending on other people for my reward. I'm depending on my Father for my reward. You know, I think about my children. I have a seven-year-old. I have a two-year-old. And the simplest act of obedience, especially the, 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 the younger one, the two-year-old. Alam mo, minsan may pinapagawa ako sa kanya, sasabihin ko, come on, fist bump, high five. Come on, kiss daddy. Tapos may saliva pa. But you know, the simplest act of obedience it brings so much joy to me as his father. Parang liit naman ang ginawa niya. It's, nothing, it's not like they've done something phenomenal. Para sobrang liit lang. Para, yes, dad. Pero for me, parang, wow! I'm so proud of you. You're my man. Nag-fist bump lang, oh. I'm so proud of you. And I want to do good things to them. You know why? Because I believe that's the heart of a father. And I believe that's God's heart for us. Our God is a good rewarder. You know, God rewards us in many ways. But you know, the greatest reward always for everything that we do is not the money, the promotion, the healing, the favor, the relationship. No. In everything that we do, always the greatest reward is God Himself. He is our very great reward. It's knowing Him. It's being close to Him and becoming more and more like Him. That's our reward. That's why sometimes when you do something, parang nagsoka, parang si Pastor, si Bishop Manny was telling us in the, during the early days, they were preaching about generosity in church because we're a very small church. There's not much resources, but we're believing for more funds so we can plant more churches and send more missionaries. And so the only way for us is to believe for provision from God, to believe that God is good, that God is generous. And the Bible says in order for us to experience the abundance of God, we need to sow by faith. So during their time, susow sila, usong-uso. May iba nagsusow ng 500. Within the week, mayroon magbibless ng 5,000. Whoa! Sobrang inspiring. Pastor Manny was so inspired, he was believing for a car. But all he had was a pair of rubber shoes. So sinow niya yung rubber shoes niya. He was in faith. He was believing, Lord, you're able to do more than what we could ask for or imagine. After a month, wala pa rin. After two months, wala. Third month, he received a pair of rubber shoes. <laughs> rubber shoes pa rin. Anong tinanim siyang aanihin? But you know, they, they continued on believing. But you know what he got more than... Maybe he did not get what he was expecting, but in the process, he became closer to him. His faith muscles was built. He looked onto God and depended on Him. Eventually, somebody blessed him with a brand new van for the family. But you know, that's not the greatest blessing and the greatest reward. Our greatest reward is Him. And thirdly is the word Father. Father. You know, it's amazing because uh, 
in just the verses we read, not including the Lord's Prayer. If you include the Lord's Prayer, the word Father was mentioned 12 times. And over and over again, God has so many titles. He's the Lord, the Messiah, the Healer, the Provider, El Shaddai. I mean, there's so many names and titles given to God. But it seemed like His favorite title is the title of a father. And He wants His people to relate to Him as such. You know, uh, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to be hungry for approval from other people. But if you do things in secret, me, your father, sees what you do in secret. And over and over again, he said, you have a father in heaven. You have a father in heaven who is not, who is involved in your life. You have a father in heaven who is generous and good, who delights in your prosperity, who wants to bless you, who wants to do you good. You have a father in heaven. And God wants to communicate to the people because this is something that the Pharisees missed, these religious leaders. Because for them, it became all about rules and traditions. It's all about keeping external rules. It's all about the external and Jesus was bringing them back to the heart of the message. It's not about tradition. It's not about rules. It's not about religion. It's about you having a relationship with your Father in heaven. And you being His son and His daughter. He wants us to know Him as our Father. Do you know Him as a Father? Are you confident that you have a father who cares for you, who loves you, who has great plan for your life, who will reward even the smallest act of your obedience. He's not obligated, he's not required, but by the grace and goodness of God, he promised to reward every act of obedience we do for him. That's the God we serve. That's the father we serve. You know, as I end, um, I want to end with a quote from one noted philosopher and theologian, modern theologian, about the reason for living. And here's what she said. Some people live for the fortune. Some people live for the fame. Some people live for the power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people live just to play the game. Oh, it's a song. I was listening to it last night. And I want to ask you this question. What do you live for? Who do you live for? Are you living for the approval of man? Or are you living for the approval of God? Are you trying to please men? Or are you trying to please Him? The Bible says if you are doing things just to impress people or get more likes, you have received your reward. Meaning, that's all you will ever get. <laughs> After the like, that's your reward. After people write a comment on your Facebook post, that's your reward. That's all you'll ever get. That fleeting moment of public recognition, then it's over. But everything we do for God, everything we do for God will be remembered for all of eternity. Everything we do for God will echo through eternity. 
That's why the simplest life and the least impressive person in the eyes of this world. Maybe you're just a, maybe you're a mom whose part of your worship to God is waking up every day and serving your family, loving your spouse, and doing the most mundane of things. There's no trumpet when you fold the laundry. Walang pumapalakpak sa'yo ng standing ovation. Karabi ka magtaklop ng damit. Walang ganun eh. Walang nakakapansin. It's just you doing that in secret. Maybe that you're a dad, you're working very hard for your family, loving your wife, leading your, leading your kids, quietly serving and advancing the kingdom of God. But if you're doing that for God, it will be remembered and it will be rewarded. The simplest life and the least impressive person in the eyes of this world can live a life of eternal significance when you live it for His glory. Amen? Can I just pray right now? Lord, Father, we, re- we thank You for Your Word today. Lord, I pray, make us a people who will not be obsessed with the things of this world, who will not be obsessed with the approval of men. But I pray, make us a people whose passion is to honor you in everything that we do. Lord, I pray that every time we do something, I pray, Lord, that our hearts will be pure. It's not to get the glory for ourselves, but to give you glory. Because only you deserve all the praise and all the worship and all the glory. Lord, I thank you for aligning our hearts. I thank you for aligning our focus. Sometimes life can be complicated. Sometimes we can be too distracted. Sometimes we can lose our focus. And sometimes we focus too much on ourselves or what other people say about us to the point of not valuing what you're saying about us. We value other people's opinion more than your opinion of us. But Lord, today, thank you for reminding us that only you deserve our all. Lord, remove the insecurities in our hearts. Remove the pride and the desire to be known. And replace it with the desire to make you known. Lord, we acknowledge that everything we do, our talent, our wealth, our relationships, our health, every blessing that we have, it's all designed for us to use to worship you for us to be a blessing to other people. Lord, we thank you for the promised reward, even though we don't deserve it, even though you don't have to. Just what you've done for us on the cross is more than enough. Everything after salvation is just a bonus. What you've done for us on the cross is the greatest gift we will ever receive in this life. Yet out of your grace and out of your goodness, you promise to reward even the smallest act of obedience we do. What a great God. What an awesome God we serve. Lord, I pray for each and every one of us. Give us a greater revelation of who you are as our Father. 
Some of us, Lord, we don't have a good experience with our biological father. And sometimes that hinders us from relating to you as our father. Lord, I pray, remove those negative image and ideas about you as a father. Help us love you and know you as our perfect heavenly father who cares for us who loves us, who has great plans for us. Lord, thank you so much. Lord, even today, for those who are here for the very first time, Lord, I thank you for, Lord God, giving them an idea of what this is all about, that it's not about religion, it's about relationship. Lord, I pray, let this be the starting point of their relationship with you. Let this be a trigger, a spark in their heart, a desire, Lord, to know you better. Lord God, we thank you for the message we've heard today. We thank you for the assurance we received from you today. May we live our lives for your glory and honor. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages like these from other Victory Centers, please visit victory.org.ph slash resources slash podcasts.